Earlier this year, a hedge fund came close to striking a deal for some of America's most recognizable newspapers. The Chicago Tribune, the Baltimore Sun, the New York Daily News. This hedge fund, named Alden Global Capital, is one of the most feared cost cutters in all of media. People have referred to them as the slayer of newspapers. They call them vulture capitalists. They call them, you know, uh, strip miners. They're uh, relentless cost cutters. They tend to cut staff really aggressively, do everything they can to kind of keep profits up uh, while the industry is in decline. Alden's ownership could fundamentally change the way those newspapers operate. But then, last month, someone else showed up and put in a higher bid, a billionaire from Baltimore who stepped up in an effort to save his hometown paper. He's probably going to be able to submit a formal bid in the next week or two, and the company is going to have to decide whose dance card they want to sign him up with. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, April 1st. Coming up on the show, a battle between a hedge fund and a billionaire over some of the country's biggest newspapers. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The Tribune Publishing Company has had a lot of ups and downs. It's been bought and sold, been in and out of debt. But in the last year or so, it's come out on the other side. These days, it employs 3,000 people across nine papers, some with national clout, like the Chicago Tribune, and others that are really locally focused, like Florida's Sun Sentinel. And Tribune Publishing is profitable, making it particularly attractive to that media-investing hedge fund, Alden. In late 2019, Alden bought out Tribune's largest shareholder, taking about 25% of the company. They subsequently added an additional 7% and now control about a third of the company. Lucas Alpert covers newspapers and magazines. And he says that after Alden started buying shares in Tribune, it also began gaining seats on the board of directors. And then, three months ago... New Year's Eve, Alden announces publicly, we're making an offer to buy the company. And they've offered, at that time, fourteen twenty-five per share. And, you know, through some negotiation, the ultimate offer was seventeen twenty-five per share. This offer is part of a trend. Newspaper advertising has been plunging, causing papers around the country to struggle. Over the last 15 years, nearly 2,000 newspapers have closed their doors. But some that haven't shut down have been sold to investors with no background in media. So there's a class of investor who really looks for this kind of stuff. They look for things they can buy for very cheap. 
and they don't really look at them as anything dramatically differently than if they were owned a shoe company or a pencil factory or something like that. Like they would with a shoe company or a pencil factory. When a hedge fund buys a newspaper, its primary goal is to make that paper profitable, no matter what. Like many hedge funds, they've run to a computational formula. They look, you know, they put the numbers into the formula and, you know, at the end it has to pop out with X amount of profit margin. And they don't really care how they get there. And it also means that, like, oftentimes that you'll, like, lay off the photographers and ask the print reporters to take a picture with their phone. That would have been step one in this process. If it's the city of Denver, you know, there's city council meetings that probably were covered extensively a decade ago that are just really not covered at all. I think the general understanding is that the press is there to serve some sort of watchdog function and to, you know, keep an eye on these things. And that's not being done now. One of the biggest hedge funds buying up newspapers like this is Alden Global Capital. And they're known for cutting costs in really painful ways. They own about 70 daily newspapers in the U.S. Some of the better-known ones are the Denver Post, uh, the San Jose Mercury News, and the St. Paul Pioneer Press. So those newsrooms have gone from, in some cases, a couple hundred people to under 50. Um, In one case, a paper in Norristown, Pennsylvania, I think it went from 45 to 5. And with Alden as their new owner, it's more than staffing that changes. Historically, newspapers owned their buildings. Sometimes these buildings were in kind of good downtown locations with great property value, and they sell it immediately, and they take the cash out of that, and they move the newsroom somewhere else, cheaper. Like, how can we keep these things sort of breathing, but, you know, without much life to them? What does Alden say to the critics who say that they don't care about journalism? They say that's not the case. They say we believe that we're saving newspapers. They argue most of the papers we bought were bankrupt and left for dead. It's not that we hate newspapers or look at them as cash spigots. That's not true. We believe that these are businesses that can continue, and we've never closed one. They make that point very clear often. We've never closed a newspaper But these are economic realities that have to be faced, and we've just made the hard choices that other people just refuse to do. And now Alden is close to bringing its approach, cutting staff, consolidating printing presses, and selling buildings to Tribune Publishing. The presumption is that they will merge it with their existing newspaper company. And, you know, in markets where there are papers that are near each other, they will start closing printing presses. They will start consolidating a lot of uh, operations, centralized things like copy editing. They've outsourced some of this stuff overseas. Uh, They have people in the Philippines doing page design. You know, it's a lot cheaper, so they will probably do a lot of that. Alden's offer of $17.25 a share values the company at over $630 million. And this bid, from the slayer of newspapers, was too good to pass up. Tribune accepted it and recommended the offer to shareholders. And why would the board of Tribune Publishing go for this deal? Well, before Alden made public its interest to do this, the stock was trading at about 12. So this was a pretty considerable markup from that point. Nobody else was offering anything else, and they thought that this would be a good result for the shareholders. Everybody would make money. 
you know, the next step was to take it to the shareholders to decide whether they wanted to sell their stake. But it didn't quite get there, uh, or it hasn't gotten there yet. Where we are now is that at the 11th hour of their effort to take over Tribune, another bidder has shown up. Unlike Alden, this new bidder isn't a hedge fund. It's just one person, one very rich person, who happens to love a Tribune paper. Stuart Bainham is the owner of a company called Choice Hotels. They own Econo Lodge, they own Comfort Inn, they own Quality Inn, all these sort of roadside hotels all over the country. He owns all of that. So he's a very wealthy man, and he's been a lifelong reader of the Baltimore Sun. He loves that paper. He's a lifelong resident of Maryland. Uh, That's where he grew up. Mr. Bainham's father, uh, at the beginning of his sort of professional life, was a street vendor of the Baltimore Sun for a number of years. And I think Bainham was sort of distressed about what he was seeing happening to that paper. So he wanted to buy it. And he had approached Tribune last year even to say, look, I'm interested in this. Can we come to some sort of an agreement? It seemed a little pie in the sky at the beginning, to be honest. Bainham had earlier tried to strike a deal to buy just the Baltimore Sun. Last fall, he discussed such a deal with Alden in the event that Alden was able to buy Tribune. But then, when they started talking specifics of how to split off one paper, things fell apart. What happens when you buy a newspaper from a a big company like that is that you're really only buying part of the newspaper. You're buying the newsroom, printing press, uh, but you're not buying any of the corporate, like the back office. So you're not getting a legal department, you're not getting accounts payable, you're not getting finance people, um, you know, all of these things, the, the sort of unsexy parts of the business. But that's a substantial part of the business. In these kind of deals, it's pretty standard for a buyer like Bainham to sign a one-year contract paying the seller, in this case Alden, for all these services. But Alden wasn't going to make it easy. It wanted a five-year contract. And I think they felt they had him over the barrel a bit. So they, you know, kind of threw a very high price at him and he balked. Um, he said, and he had said all along, if we can't reach an agreement on this, I'm going to try and buy the whole company. And that's exactly what he did. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Last month, Stuart Bainham put in his bid for the Tribune. 
In total, he offered $680 million, about $45 million more than the Alden offer. But there was a hitch. Bainham didn't plan to put in all that money himself. He'd use $100 million of his own money, but he still had to raise or borrow the rest, over $500 million. And then another billionaire showed up. He's a Swiss billionaire, Hans-Jörg Wies, who lives in Wyoming. Um, and he has come forward and pledged $100 million towards this effort. And he said, what, what I want in the end is the Chicago Tribune. Mr. Wies uh, initially became aware of the situation when he read an op-ed piece published in the New York Times by two reporters from the Chicago Tribune. It was a public call for any kind of outside person to come and buy the paper. They said the paper was being run into the ground and they were basically begging for anybody to come forward. And he read this and remembered it and he wanted to get involved. This Swiss billionaire was willing to become the owner of the group's biggest paper, the Chicago Tribune. Stuart Bainham in Maryland really only wanted the Baltimore Sun. Together, they could cover two newspapers. That left them with seven more. In the meantime, there was a Florida investor named Mason Slane. He lives in Fort Lauderdale. He came forward earlier this week and said, I'll offer another $100 million, and I want the two papers in Florida, which is the Orlando Sentinel and the Sun Sentinel in Fort Lauderdale. And the list? It could keep growing. One of the Tribune papers is based in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and someone else has floated interest in that one. How likely do you think it is that Bainham will be able to outbid Alden? When he first popped up, I thought maybe it'd be 10% chance that he could pull it off. But when he got the other two investors, it's looking likely that he'll be able to get the financing together. So if that happens, then the Tribune is going to have a tough choice to decide which of these deals is really more realistic, which is better for the shareholders, which is likely to actually close. So a few things to weigh. So I think if Bainham can get his bid together quickly enough, there's a chance that this, you know, flips on its head. It's not pie in the sky anymore. All the details haven't been ironed out. Bainham and the other investors need to borrow more money and figure out what to do with the papers that haven't been spoken for. So they're working that out. But many Tribune journalists are backing Bainham, saying they don't want to work for Alden. Which raises the question, is a billionaire owner better than a hedge fund? I think this sort of falls into the category of the things of what the devil that you know. This has not really been done. Um, there's not a track record for breaking up a company like this. I think what the reporters at these places would argue is our jobs are in peril. Um, we're willing to give these guys a chance to see if they can come up with an alternative model that maybe can save these papers and our jobs. It feels like there's this new chapter, right? Like the decline of advertising revenue has been going on for a long time. And papers were shrinking and shrinking, but now there's this kind of hope that you're going to have Jeff Bezos come in and save the day and just believe in journalism for a paper, in, the, in that case, the Washington Post, in a way that isn't about making a profit 
Well, yeah, if you're if you're so lucky, you will have a Jeff Bezos show up and buy your newspaper. But, you know, there's only so many people with that kind of wherewithal and interest, really. Um, so while you may have a Jeff Bezos come in and save the Washington Post or somebody come in for the L.A. Times, you may not have such an easy time finding somebody to come in and buy, I don't know, the Peoria newspaper or something like that. So you're going to see gaps appear as this sort of process unfolds. You will see papers close and you will see there is not some local tycoon who wants to sink his fortune into it. I don't think it's something that the industry can rely upon to save itself, to just have nice benefactors come in and, you know, open up the checkbook. Um, A business model has to come up that's sustainable. So something else has to happen. That's all for today, Thursday, April 1st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.